It's March 2nd, here we are down at the Legislative Buildings, Victoria's Inner Harbour. There are some hundreds already gathered, standing in solidarity with Gaza under the bombs and bullets of Israel, yet five months now. Let's see what people have to say today. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. From the sea to the river, Palestine will live forever. From the sea to the river, Palestine will live forever. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Occupation no more. Occupation no more. Five, six, seven, eight. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you all. Thank you all for joining us today. Before we start, let's acknowledge the Husaykum land on which we stand, the territories of the Songhees and Esquimalt nations of the Lekwungen speaking peoples. We respect and thank the Songhees and Esquimalt peoples for allowing us to gather here in support of the Palestinians, recognizing the importance of decolonization on these lands. Thank you all for being here. It's disheartening that we're here for 21 weeks, yet inspiring to see our community standing strong. Special thanks to our volunteers, the Red Cedar Cafe, and the Broadview United Church for their support. Today we have medical support available if needed. Let's give them all a round of applause. As we stand against the ongoing genocide in Gaza, let's not forget the harsh reality faced by its people. Gaza has endured relentless bombing and siege, leading to unimaginable suffering. It's time for meaningful action from our governments. Our demands are clear. A permanent ceasefire, humanitarian corridors, an end to the genocide, accountability for war crimes, and more. Let's raise our voices for justice. Let's now welcome our speakers. Our first speaker is Riham for Palestine. Please give her a round of applause. Hello everyone. I would like to thank you, thank you all for continuing to be here every week to support justice. This means a lot to us. 
My name is Riham. I immigrated from Palestine with my husband and twin daughters five months ago. We arrived in Victoria just two weeks before October 7th. My twin daughters are six years old. When we were in Palestine, I did not discuss with them the political situation in the country. I did not mention that there was such a thing as an occupation. We would pass by, when we would pass by a military vehicles operated by the Zionist occupation, my daughters would ask me who they were. I would tell them, these are the police, whose duty is to protect us. But deep down in my heart, I knew that they were ready to kill us at any moment, in cold blood and without any justifications. My daughters, like all children, do not settle for simple answers. They would ask me why this police car is not like the one that we see on TV. And I would tell them it's because we are special. Well, Mama, why do the police here carry big guns on their shoulders and point them at us? And I would tell them it's to protect us in case someone snuck up behind us and wanted to harm us. Whenever the occupation army stormed our neighborhood, I had to lie to my daughters about the sounds of gunfire. I would tell them that they were the sounds of fireworks. What kind of answer would you give your five-year-old children? How would you tell this little kid the truth of the situation they were born into? These contradictions that I experienced as a mother and which I cannot summarize in a speech, caused much sadness in me. I do not want my daughters to live in fear at this age. That's why I was lying. I was always lying. I would tell myself that once we move to a safe place outside Palestine, I will tell them the truth and apologize for lying. Despite the horrific situation I was exposed to, despite the terror that haunted me when I came up to occupation military checkpoints with my daughters by my side, I now realize how comfortable I was as a Palestinian mother at that time, just because I had the choice to lie in order to protect the innocence of my daughters. But now, as I talk to you, a mother in Gaza hugs her daughter and says, don't worry, we will die together. A mother smells her son's blood-soaked shirt after he buries him. A mother writes the names of her children on their hands and feet to identify them when they die. A mother does not know how to feed her children who sleep on the sand every day and drink bullet water. 
while we mothers here are taking courses to become a better parent. Mothers in Gaza wait in fear and terror for their turn to bury their children or watch them die slowly of starvation and disease. While the fathers here are busy sending their kids to football, gymnastic, self-defense, and swimming classes. In Gaza, a father cries bitterly because he cannot give his family that look of reassurance that they expect from him because he's completely unable to protect them. There is no safe place to run to. I came to this country with very high expectations of security, safety, freedom, and justice. But I took only two weeks for the truth to be revealed to me, that there is no lie greater than the lie of so-called human rights. While our children sleep safely here, in Gaza, children sleep to the sounds of bullets and bombs. If they are able to survive the bombs and starvation, they will never hear from the psychological trauma that will haunt them for the rest of their lives. In Gaza, parents do not have the luxury for lie of lying to their children because the fatal truth is raining down from the sky, from the land, and from the sea. We are gathered here to demand that, that the Canadian government stand with justice. We want an immediate ceasefire. Let Gaza live! What more is the world waiting for this to stop? How can government that claim freedom and justice remain silent and even support all this killing and destruction? Shame. I want to say to everyone here, even those who are walking on the sidewalks with their children and enjoying their day, that you have the right to enjoy your day with your children exactly as Palestinians have the same right to, to, to I'm sorry, to enjoy their, their days with, the, with their children. <laughs> Palestinian parents have the right to experience with their children the same beautiful details that you experience. To create memories full of security, health, and joy. Joy that does not know fear. Joy that does not know the sound of bombs and the smell of blood. Until Palestinians are free, no one is truly free. Freedom will come to all of us when Palestine becomes free. Thank you.
so much for that powerful speech. Can we get another round of applause for that speech, please? Next, I'd like to invite Ahmad, who will be performing the song for us. Please give him a round of applause. Hi everyone, can you hear me? Uh, just checking if you can hear the guitar as well. Okay, sounds good. Um, yeah, my name's Ahmad. Um, I'm not used to being in front of so many people at the same time, but uh, I wrote this little song a while back uh, as a dedication to, well, uh, you at the end of the day, uh, the movement, uh, everyone who keeps coming out every week. Um, I feel like sometimes it can be a little disheartening um, knowing that we have to keep coming out and uh, things are not uh, changing as much as we're hoping, but I think it's really important to um, find strength in our community and find strength in our numbers and uh, continue to support Palestine and each other in this uh, move for liberation. So, yeah, this one's for you. so much, Ahmad, for that beautiful song. Now, for our next speaker, we have Quay. Please give her a round of applause. More applause, guys. Come on. <laughs> 
everyone, thank you for showing up with community solidarity to call for a permanent ceasefire in support of Palestinians who are suffering famine and genocidal violence under Israeli occupational forces. My name is Quay, and I'm a survivor of the U.S. invasion war on Vietnam. I was a war child, conceived and born under active shelling, and had intergeneration traumas pre and post birth. We were displaced from our homes and survived in a refugee camp in Indonesia for a year. We were sponsored to come to Canada in late 1979 as war refugees seeking asylum. My patriarch family lived in Cholon, the Chinese district in Saigon. And my matriarch family lived in a tiny village near Cantal, near the Hao River in South Vietnam. Both sides of my family had already lived through multiple foreign invasions and foreign militarized imperialism and colonialism by the time the U.S. invaded and occupied our lands. Many of us living Vietnam War civilian survivors can relate so well to the many struggles, the suffering, the violent foreign occupation, and also the passionate resilience and resistance of the Palestinian peoples. Throughout the 1960s into the 1970s, both areas that my family lived in were carpet bombed. My matriarch family's village was bombed out of existence by 1970. The rebuilding took 18 years. Cholon was carpet bombed twice, and the scenes from those aftermaths are eerily similar to the scenes from Gaza after Israel carpet bombed the area. Shame. The U.S. military used Vietnamese civilians as involuntary guinea pigs. They tested out never used before war munitions, including biochemical warfare like Agent Orange and nerve gas bombs on our peoples. Our peoples, our lands, our waters still suffer the toxic and deadly effects from the illegal, illegal bio-warfare chemical uses by the USA to this day. And our peoples, and especially our children, are still suffering from the many leftover war munitions exploding, maiming, and killing innocent civilians. Israel is treating the Palestinian peoples very much like the USA had treated our Vietnamese peoples. Like we are not human, we do not deserve to live. The dehumanization of Palestinians is too similar to how the USA dehumanized our Vietnamese peoples. We're savages. We are vermin. We're stupid tunnel rats. We're gooks and we deserve to die. The USA bombed our schools, our hospitals, our temples, our residential areas, just like Israel has bombed schools, hospitals, temples, and residential areas in Palestine. The USA has more powerful weapons of mass destruction while fighting resistance forces with much less firepower. The Vietnamese resistance forces also use tunnel systems, and some of them are now part of an educational living museum. 
Vietnam is now a sovereign nation because the occupational militarized U.S. forces left. <laughs> which opened up our path to diplomatic negotiations. Palestinians deserve their true path to diplomatic solutions too. They deserve a sovereign state. That cannot happen without a permanent, not a temporary, a permanent ceasefire. An end to illegal occupation by Israel. You cannot occupy and oppress a people and claim you are a democracy. True democratic states do not occupy and oppress people for decades. True democratic states do not jail, murder, and deny press freedoms to journalists. True democratic states do not arrest, vilify, illegally detain their own citizens with dissenting voices. True democratic states don't continue to violate multiple international laws so openly and so disrespectfully. Israel has become too arrogant. That's mainly due to the Western powers like the USA and Canada continuing to put their war-profiting interests over humanitarian and global public interests. At a time when we need an arms embargo on Israel, the US and Canada sent billions more in war munitions and funding to Israel. It is shameful. Our politicians tell us there's not enough money to fund more essential health and medical service needs. There's not enough money to increase the pay scale of essential medical staff. There's not enough money to fund environmental protection and cleanups. There's not enough to help our seniors and disabled not live in poverty anxiety. There's not enough to fund safer, more inclusive, accessible education. There's not enough to provide more low income and some more supportive housing for our most marginalized citizens. These are all citizen needs that our government have told us they cannot afford to fully fund, but they can find billions to fund ethnic cleansing of the Palestinians. That is not okay, and that is not in our public interest. I urge everyone here to please keep contacting all of your local, provincial, and federal representatives in every way possible, and ask them to please push Trudeau to call for both a permanent ceasefire and to initiate an arms embargo on Israel now. Please keep having the conversations with people you know and people you don't know about Palestine. The conversations are important. Please keep standing in solidarity with Gaza and all Palestinians. The antidote to despair is action. This here is humanity in action, and I thank all of you for showing you humanity and your ongoing support of Palestinians. Because remember, there is no, no democracy, democracy can exist without the freedom of citizens' dissenting voices. And I appreciate all of your voices dissenting against our government, who is still supporting genocide. Free Palestine! <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you so much, Quay, for that amazing speech. Can we get one big round of applause for all our speakers today? They were amazing. Before we begin the march, we just need uh, three drummers, so if you can drum, can you please come up here? As we begin our march, let's remain peaceful and united. Report any issues to the organizers, marshals, or the police. Do not engage with Zionists. Let's make our voices heard for justice. Thank you all for your support. Let's march together for Palestine. So the march is going to begin. It's been a great turnout here, as big as the first ones were here five months after the fact.